0: Up next, we're going to be getting into our environmental conversation. And this morning, I promised that we'd be talking about waste landfill sites uh, being facilitated. And essentially, uh, we are looking at South Africa's landfill sites that are fast running out. And this could create a series of problems for the country. Now, this is according to those in the waste management sector. They warn that if these sites are not managed effectively, that they were as they were in the 2000s, that there will be problems. Now, helping us navigate the conversation is the likes of Leon Khloblar, who is the former president and current council member of the Institute of Waste Management of South Africa. Good morning to you, Leon.
1: Good morning, Shayla. Welcome to all your listeners.
0: Oh, thank you. Thank you. How are you doing this morning?
1: I'm very well, thank you. Thank you. Can't complain
0: lovely so we're going to get into the conversation i know that there aren't any stats the last stats i happen to see were released in 2017 where uh, 34.5 of the general waste was recycled and recovered um, what is the current status if you were to shed light further uh, apart from what i've just mentioned
1: Sheila, thank you very much i think uh, just for all the listeners maybe that sits in their cars or at their homes you know if you just have the thought if you have placed your bin out this morning, you know, what happened to that bin? Where is it going to? Mm. You know, our South Africans are, has become a throwaway society. You know, now, the, the statistics say that we generate an order of about 16 million tons of municipal solid waste or general waste annually. And per person or individual, you know, anything from 0.75 kg to 1.5 kg per day per person – now, you can imagine in your own household and, and everyone driving around and thinking about how many people in the households, what happened to my waste? Now, mm. it, is, it is a, a fact that, that, for instance, in Gauteng, <clears throat> we generate an order of about 6 million tons alone annually. And the last time a landfill was licensed for, for, for the, the, the public sector was in the early 1990s. You know, and it was a landfill facility in, in Tswaneh. So what has happened is that because, you know, we are a throwaway society, all our waste is going straight into landfills. You know, yes, although we say we, we recycle or recover, you know, 34 to 40 to percent of it, mm-hmm. what happened to the rest of it? Now, let me maybe just unpack that a little bit for you. You know, in gauteng because we are a throwaway society and because we still have some landfill facilities, everything goes to landfill. In, then, in 15 to 20 years ago, the Western Cape realized that they could not find landfills, and they then started to make alternative arrangements. You know, they diverted building rubble from landfills, they diverted uh, garden greens from landfills, and they built what we call material recovery facilities, where people can take the, 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 what we called commodities to, and they started recycling and, and, and divert them from landfills. But unfortunately, in Gauteng and the rest of the country, those practices did not follow. So we're filling up, up, up our landfill facilities to such an extent that, for instance, the city of Johannesburg, and, and it's a fact that they've got in the order of about three years of airspace. Now, the airspace is what we call the voids where you can dump your waste into. Mm-hmm. Three years, then they will not have another uh, space to, to, to dispose of their waste, and therefore, they, they're looking to the private sector to see what, what can you do. But for the same instances, the city of Ghana is in the same position. Sure. You, you know, so what are we going to do with our waste? And until we, we basically adopt an integrated approach where we separate these items and, and prevent them from going to landfill, we are in serious
0: problems, in trouble. Sure. That was, uh, thank you so much for painting the mental image. I think that really set the conversation in tone. Now, you mentioned other ways and hybrid forms of um, waste management. I see that they are things like incineration, biological reprocess, uh, reprocessing, rather, animal feed. What do you think South Africa is capable of doing if we are looking at finding a solution? How can we move forward?
1: Shayla? Firstly, you know, we we need to implement what, what we call the circular economy. Now, let me just explain. We Up till today, we've implemented the, the linear economy, which means cradle to grave. means we actually create something, we dump it on the landfill. That's the linear economy. Now, the circular economy is what we call the cradle to cradle. Mm. I take something, I use it, I reprocess it, and I reuse it again, and it goes in a circle. That's why it's called the circular economy. So for South Africa, firstly... We need to adopt the circular economy so we can take our commodities out. But we've seen in the rest of the world, in Europe and everywhere, is that you have you will always have what we call tailings, waste that need to go somewhere. Now our municipal solid waste got a calorific value. You know, now I'm not gonna go into the detail of that. So there are energy values in, in, in those, but for a landfill facility, if you start up, and Sheila Shayla decides this morning she wants to start a new landfill facility, it will take you anything from three to five to six years to get it firstly license, to get it approved before you can do anything, if the public do not oppose you. So that's a six-year process. Sure. If we go into thermal energy, like waste energy plants, that same process will take you 10 years. Because... Mm. People don't want to see what they call landfills in the sky or landfills in the air, you know, because of the pollution. But it's because the South Africans are ill-informed. You know, uh, if if you look at Europe, there's about 1,500 of these plants all over the world operated in the biggest city, in the center of the biggest cities. But because it's new in South Africa, we don't want it, you know, and therefore we oppose it. And that delays the process. For instance, the city of Joburg has been, has been busy with such a process since 2010. And they're still busy. And they're a long way off concluding. So, firstly, I would I would say that, that we need to separate waste. We really need to be serious about separating our waste, taking it to facilities where it can be recovered. And then whatever is left, you know, we must either of composite, you know, take the garden greens out of composite to reuse or we must actually then put it into thermal technologies where we can generate electricity from it.
0: Sure, And with, with that being said, with us achieving a circular economy as you had mentioned, is there anything we can do on a grassroots level? Because this sounds like a, a lot of uh, enforcement of legislature that is currently not taking place or is taking time uh, to manifest. So What can we do in the interim?
1: Sheila, uh, uh, I would just like to, to correct you there. South Africa's yes. got some of the best legislation in the world. Mm. The problem is enforcement. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, And, and uh, I'm going to come to your question just now. Just for, for interest's sake, because the Western Cape realized that uh, they're running out of airspace, they slowly increased their disposal fees to force people to recover. So, for instance, the Western Cape uh, has disposal rates up in the order of about 650 rand a ton. In Gauteng, our same disposal rate for the same products are 200 rand a ton. So, therefore, it's cheaper to, the, to just throw it away. Now, I think from, from, from a South African perspective, if, if our communities or households can just separate wet from dry, you know, now, wet from dry, dry means all your paper, all your glass, all your uh, your tins, all those type of things that, that's got a value or what we call commodities, put it in a bag, and put it outside. We see that we've got about 200,000, what we call the trolley brigade, the, the, brigade, the people running in the streets collecting this, making a living of it, you know, mm-hmm. and put it out. Because, you know, uh, uh, we've adopted that that the principle. And on Monday mornings, these people stand in queues in front of our gates to actually collect those things. So we must, at some household level, separate, you know, and, and then actually put pressure on our municipalities to implement systems like
0: that. Absolutely appreciate that response. I think that is what we have time for. But thank you so much for uh, the vivid image of what needs to be done moving forward. We absolutely appreciate the conversation, Leon.
1: Sheila, thank you very much and have a lovely day.
0: Likewise, that was the likes of Lian Khobilar, who is the former president and current council member of the Institute of Waste Management of South Africa. With that being said, three minutes before the show comes to an end, we must go back to the poll question this morning. I see that we have some stats up because we did have a poll running and we were essentially asking you this morning if you believe um, that we as a country are moving fast enough to get more independent power producers onto the grid. And I see that the likes of just Nation saying, no, we are not. Actually, we are moving. We're not moving anywhere uh, in terms of getting independent uh, power producers onto the grid. I see and absolutely appreciate that conversation. I see another text coming through this morning from MK saying a very good morning to you, Shayla and the team. The process of connecting IPPs to the national power grid is moving at snail speed if any at all in fact the only move that i know of so far was the legislation on it but when it comes to implementation government lacks political will that was the likes of mk and a whopping 82 percent agree with those views while 18 percent believe that there is progress being made Wow, let's keep the conversation going. Find us on Twitter. It is at SAFM Radio on WhatsApp 061 410 4107. And lastly, if you're looking to send through a text message, that will cost you 1.50. And the number is 41391. I must thank the team on production, the likes of Gwenza Kile and Kati, and on technical production, see Daniel Radio.